how I fathom spitting. Uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention, pull out the savage written. This is my aphorisms, plus I got bad intentions. Call it the thirst for more and store Mojave vision. At times I'm on the H that Gandhi kicking. So pour a cup of that life liquid that's ever so omnipresent. Other times I'm on this beat, gon' catch a body mission. Like Sun ain't listening, then we hit him like Sunny listen. But nah, let me call my Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 421. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Isles. And I am your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. We're going to uh, continue our division previews. We have two divisions left, which should give yep. us just enough time to do our full uh, season preview with bold predictions and whatnot uh, right before the season starts. But So we're going to do AFC West which is uh, probably the hardest division to do, I would say. Uh, but before we get too far to that, the question I have this morning, how you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic, my friend. It is, uh, the, the weather is cooling off. Fall, fall is coming. It's not here yet at all. It's still hot, but fall is coming. And it's my favorite time of the year because it's football and it's not hot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> i i always it was always like a love hate thing for me growing up right i was so so excited for football every year like yeah every august i'd be like i'm so excited for football but then i hated school with uh every fiber of my being and so yeah i was always really <laughs> sad that school was coming back and really happy football was coming back it was it was tough for me it was tough i used to i used to when i was a kid i used to always i liked going back to school i hated i i don't like the heat yeah, that's the thing for me. Like it's like when fall comes, I just I welcome the cooler weather. I like sweaters. Uh -huh. I like sweatshirts. I like sweatpants. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like I just I I welcome bring that back. I'm excited to move to Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You'll you'll love it there. I uh, I if I had it my way, it would never drop below seventy five. <laughs> I can do seventy five. I don't want to. I just don't want anything above. To me, like anything above eighty five should just not exist. Yeah, I don't know. I'd rather it be 85 than 55. So, so give me 55 every day of the week. Yeah. Give, no, give, no. Me a, give me 100 over 40 every day. I, oh, I no. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's insane. That's an insane yeah, take. That might be yeah. your worst take. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got a lot of bad take. <laughs> your breakfast take is still a Hall of Fame bad take. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's I'm just take. out on breakfast, just completely. Um, yeah. If not for my, if not for my family, I would move to Phoenix. Like that's where I would live. Yeah, it's yeah. so I hot in Phoenix. Love it. So it's I love it's, it. it's very dry though. So it's it's not like that's the thing I learned when I was in Utah. Like Utah gets hot, but it's not like Gulf Coast hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, 100 it's hot, in Phoenix it's, feels like 85 in North Carolina. That's that's the thing, right? Like this, like it's it's a hundred, but it's not. It doesn't really feel like a hundred. Like when I was in yeah. Utah, it would be like a hundred degrees, but I felt like I could still go for a run. Like it didn't yep. really feel like that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And shade legitimately cools you off. Like in the South, shade doesn't cool you off. <laughs> <laughs> right. The when the wind blows, it's just blowing hot air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like and like like in Phoenix, um, you know, the it, it cools down at night, like even hundred degree yeah. days, like it'll cool down. Yeah, at night and it'll because it's the desert. Because nice. it's the desert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Whereas in the south, like it's like it'll be like you'll feel disgusting during the day, and then like slightly less disgusting at night. It's so the worst place for weather. This is just the weather episode of two guys. This is just two old guys yeah, complaining about the weather. Just two old guys talking about the weather. Uh, New Orleans is is the, the most unbearable place Ooh, I've ever been. As far it's as it's rough. 
rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's unbearable. I, spent, I don't know. I, spent I don't know how people July in New Orleans back in two thousand three, and yeah. uh, it was fun, and we had a blast, and I think I I think I sweat every ounce of alcohol I drank that night, <laughs> which was a lot. <laughs> so hot, so hot. My God, it's hot. <laughs> Speaking of hot, let's do a segue. Yeah. We're going to talk about the, probably the hottest division in football, it, the AFC dude, West. Dude, all these teams look good. All of them look good. Yeah, this is one of the divisions that, like, legitimately, like, I don't think I would argue with any team that you put first or last. I think you could make an argument for every team first and last. <laughs> yeah, me too, honestly. Uh, it, it's really, really hard. It's going to be really, really hard for me on this one. Um, I think that... It's very possible we get three playoff teams out of this division. I don't know if it's mathematically possible to have four, but I'd sure. I I think this this division could try for it. <laughs> I think it's. I th- I do. I, I don't know. I haven't done the math. I think it's mathematically possible, but extremely unlikely. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think it's mathematically and, possible, but it's it's and you know it's not gonna happen. One of these teams is gonna be wildly disappointing. I it's yeah. just going to happen. I just don't yeah. know which one. One of these teams is gonna stink, man, and, and yep. like, and just which one is it? Yep, yep. Good luck, good luck making that bet. <laughs> yeah. So, where do you want to start? I'm gonna let you pick. We always start at the bottom. I wanna. I'm gonna let you pick which team to start. Again, I'm 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 gonna start with this team, and it's not because I think this team's gonna be bad. I don't. Yeah. I think this team could make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> but you just you have to start somewhere. Yep. And I think I like this team the least of all the teams in this division. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to start with the Chargers. The Chargers? Okay. All right. I love it. And, I love it. And, I don't, and again, I don't think this team's bad. I'm, yep. not, I'm not saying that I think that they can, uh, you know, they're going to be like the worst team in the league or anything. They could make the playoffs. But I just like the other three teams better. Sure. Sure. I had the Raiders, but I'm, I, I, I'm with you. I'm completely with you here. So. You had Let's the you go. had the Raiders Let's... you had the Raiders last. I had the, the Raiders oh, last. That means you had the Chargers first, didn't you? No, no, I I actually <laughs> had uh, the Chargers third. Oh, it's okay. So we just have them flipped. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, so let's let's talk Chargers. So Chargers offseason, okay. they really, really ramped up the defensive side of the ball, right? They drafted JT Woods out of Baylor, the nice center fielder. Uh, he may challenge at free safety right away next to Derwin James. They brought in JC Jackson, one of the best corners in the free agent market. Um, they did. We'll see how that works. Uh, New England defenders going to new teams sometimes works great, sometimes not so much. So we'll see. But I think J.C. Yeah. Jackson's really good. Uh, and then they brought in Kyle Van Noy. And the big thing, of course, they traded for Khalil Mack. So they now have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on this defense. Uh, they did lose Kazir White, who I think they'll miss. But Kyle Van Noy, Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray, they'll try to come up with uh, a way to replace him with the three of those guys, probably maybe a little Troy Reader. Uh, they have a good, solid defense, and they they invested in it in the offseason. Uh, offensively, everybody came back. Uh, they still have a great offensive line. Uh, they replaced Jared Cook with Gerald Everett. You can call that a wash or maybe even a little bit of an upgrade at this point in Jared Cook's career. They signed Mike Williams to all the money. And they uh, drafted Isaiah Spiller in the fourth round out of Texas A&M. He I, looks to me like the complimentary piece to Austin Eckler that they've been looking for since mm. Melvin Gordon signed with Denver. I think that that's. I think that I think he's going to be the guy they've been looking for uh, to to be that 
that one-two punch that they want because they don't want Eckler to handle the ball as much as as much as he did last year. So uh, they look set to compete. Um, what gives you pause on the Chargers? Nothing. <laughs> Again, I like this team. I think they could be really good. I think that defense is going to be really, really good. Um, we love the quarterback situation. I do have a little pause about Austin Eckler. I'm just not completely sold on Austin Eckler yet. Oh um, yeah, he's so good. He is, but I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just, my my foot's on the brake. I'm not pressing the brake, but okay. I've taken my my foot's on the brake. Um, okay. I just. The only thing that gives me pause is that someone's going to have to lose some of these games, right? Like, everyone can't win every game. Yep. And th- I'm not betting against the Chiefs. Like, the Raiders made the playoffs a year ago. Well, they win nine, ten games last year. Like, and I don't think that team got worse. I think that team got better. Yeah, they won and ten games last year. They won ten games last year, and they got better. Like, I just, I just, I got to put somebody last, and it's just got to be the Chargers. And this is not yeah. to say that I dislike the Chargers, because I don't. I think that could be one of the best defenses in the league. It could be. Uh, it could be. Now, I will say the the thing that gives me the Chargers pause is this defense hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, this is true. Yeah. Since they They've got since been. they got these guys, right? Joey Bosa is kind of on an every other year thing. Like he yeah. miss, he plays all the games, then he misses four to six games. So I was gonna ask, games, is you know? he is he healthy now? <laughs> he is right now. He is okay. on. He did play sixteen out of seventeen games last year. So this would be if he continues his every other year thing. He should miss four plus games this year, but. Uh, <laughs> but he is he is currently healthy and he's fantastic um Khalil Mack uh another guy great but he's been you know he's kind of fallen off a little bit the last couple seasons so we'll see how that goes uh Derwin James was healthy last year missed uh you know I think he only played five games uh back in 2019 missed all of 2020 so uh, you know there's injury issues with him too they just paid him after a great year last season where he was um I think he was in the running for for an all pro spot so uh good player uh we'll see can he stay healthy can Joey Bosa stay healthy if they can uh if Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack then uh this defense should be elite but it does give me pause the history that they've had and they still don't really have a linebacker like Kyle Van Noy's good Mm. but he's on the back end of his career Kenneth Murray's been disappointing and Drew Tranquil I would call him like a replacement level starter so um you know, there, there's a world where this defense is one of the best in the league. There's also a world where it's very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that, too. I, don't, I, wouldn't, I would bet towards more towards they're going to be at least a solid defense. Yeah, Even with all of the Joey Bosa, you know, inevitably missing half the season. <laughs> Yeah, and we're and we're nitpicking. We're nitpicking. We are. Because, this is this because is because this, this team looks great. <laughs> this is the the, the the picking of the nits because the yeah, team pick, looks great on nits. paper, <laughs> right? Like again, the only reason that we're talking about them first is because we have to talk about somebody first. Yeah. Like if, if and if you wanted if you wanted to start with the Chiefs, I think there's a world where we can start with the Chiefs, right? There's like if, absolutely if, an argument for the Chiefs to and if you and if you want to start with the if you want to start with the Broncos, I think you could start with the Broncos. Like yep. there's a world where they're last in this division, I think. Yeah, um, absolutely. If Russ isn't what we expect from Russ, yeah, then the Denver could stink. Could genuinely absolutely. Stink. I think any of these teams could probably end up. There's a world where any of these teams end up last. You know, the team that I think has the lowest floor, I think, in this division, um, is probably Oakland, not Oakland. Las Vegas, <laughs> <laughs> Oakland too. Not not a not a not a low floor in this division. So, I I think the I think the Raiders are are not going to be bad. 
I think yeah. that the, I think they probably don't have the highest of ceilings. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. But I, that's the team that if they fall completely off the map, that's the team that I think would probably surprise me the most. That's just a solid team top to bottom. I think the last team in this division probably wins seven games at least. And, and that, seven, eight that, games that's, at least. That's and that's, that's not a bad team. Yeah, I think, isn't that about, that's about what it was a year ago though, right? What was it? Uh, I just had the... Yes, yes. Denver won seven games last year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. They were seven and 10 last year. Um, which is why I have them second, honestly, because they were seven and ten last year with shaky quarterback play, and now they have Russell Wilson. But oh, we'll get. Um, oh, we're gonna get to Denver. We'll get. Yeah, there. we'll get to Denver. Um, so let, let me ask you, Justin Herbert. Um, obviously yep. really good, right? Yeah. Um, ha- hasn't translated into a lot of wins yet in his career. I don't think he's made the playoffs in two years. Which, if you're hey. a black quarterback, means you stink. I was but, like, hey, listen, you're not allowed to say that about quarterbacks <laughs> like Justin Herbert, my friend. <laughs> He's perfect. He's you can, flawless. You always say that about say. guys like Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I I I kid I kid I I love Justin Herbert. I think he's great. Um, I I had questions about him coming in. I'll be the first to tell you I was dead wrong. He's been great. He's been he seems like one of the next best uh, quarterbacks in the league. Had a great year last year: five thousand yards, thirty eight touchdowns, fifteen picks. Uh, he had some inconsistent games. I think he'll clean those up. Uh, you know, I, I think he's probably, I think he was a hair under elite last year, um, Mm -hmm. as a quarterback, right? I think he was, he, he, I think he had too many inconsistencies to be considered in the same realm as Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. But I think he's in that right in that next tier and could very much enter the elite tier this year, you know? Yep. Yep. I'm with you hundred percent. Uh, fantasy wise, I think there's an argument to be made that Justin Herbert should be the first quarterback off the board. Yeah, you could make that argument. I wouldn't, but you could. Yeah, he ran for 300 yards and three touchdowns last year and over 5,000 yards passing. Like, he had over, he accounted for over 40 touchdowns, and this offense doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. He's still got tons of great weapons. He still uh, has the green light to do whatever he wants. And to, um, and then, you know, the fact that he adds a little bit of rushing upside. I, I think Herbert would be my QB1 if I was ranking right now. Just on Ooh. the thought that maybe Josh Allen doesn't run as much this year. I was going to say, you're gonna, you take him over Josh Allen? I, I, Josh Allen, to me, has to be the QB1. I, I think that's fair. He's been the QB1 two years in a row. So I yeah. think that's fair. Uh, but I think I go Herbert, Allen, Mahomes. I think that's my top mm. three. And then after that, it's a big drop to the to the fourth for me. I think it's yeah. I think those are the top three. And then whoever you want to go with for four, I honestly would. My QB four would be Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar's gonna have a big year. I um, I I think that's where I land too. But there's a gap because there's there's a little yeah. bit of risk with Lamar, right? Just because he's is. coming off an injury, I a little bit of risk there, but. But I tend to—I honestly tend to be too skittish about guys coming off injuries. Like I'm too—I'm—I too, go too far in that direction. It, I, I have a lot of like recency bias when it comes to injuries, and that's—it's not always fair. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah. Justin Herbert is a prime example of the why. It's the same argument. I wanted to circle back to our <laughs> offhanded comment we made about him not winning. That wasn't a comment yeah. about Justin Herbert, because I, no, no, I, I no. want. <laughs> I want I, uh, Brandon wasn't taking a shot there at Justin Herbert. I think it, what he's taking a shot at is the idea that people unfairly criticize young quarterbacks uh, on other teams that don't win, right? Like yeah, I think it's, it's less a, it's less a comment about Justin Herbert and more a comment about the criticism of Jalen Hurts. You know what yeah. I mean? Or yeah, because like or Tua, you know, like Jimmy Garoppolo 
yeah. may not look great, but he wins is a narrative, right? And Jalen Hurts yeah. has been just as successful winning as Jimmy Garoppolo was at his state at the at that stage of his career, right? Uh, Jimmy Jimmy's been to a Super Bowl and been to a you know conference championship game, so I'm not trying to say the the whole of his career, but Jalen Hurts has played two seasons, right? So yeah. <laughs> one full season as a starter, and he's made the playoffs, right? So it's not, I you know he wins at just as much of a clip as Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo, right? And those guys always get that benefit of the doubt. They're winners. Look at their record, right? Yeah. Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, they don't get any of that. <laughs> they don't. So. They don't. Like, yeah. the Lamar Jackson won an MVP, and people were still talking about him like he can't win anything. Like, one yeah. playoff game. Like, yeah. he's been he, – when they were saying he can't win a playoff game, it was literally his second season. Yeah, it's like it's he's, been two he's years. He's like guys. one and three in the playoffs, and people are like, he can't win. I'm like, it's just he's three years as a starter. <laughs> it's just, I it, it kills me. I just, I, I, I don't understand it, man. You know who would be the most divisive uh, football player of all time if we had Twitter back in the '80s? Dan Marino. Dan, oh sure, Dan, yeah. Dan Marino. Twitter would have would have had a complete implosion about Dan Marino in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eighties and nineties. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it would have been a lot of he can't win, he can't win, he can't win. Yeah, uh, there was a little bit of that. There just wasn't a sounding board for all the trolls right. to to go to. Right. So. It just there just wasn't. Everyone didn't have a microphone. Yeah, that's exactly. That's, so that's the only that, that's what I think the problem is now is that everyone has a microphone and you get to hear how terrible everyone's takes are. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, <laughs> but you know, Marino made a Super Bowl, and I think he made, I think he made two conference championship games and a bunch of division games. Yeah, and just you know, couldn't get past the Bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chuck, the Bills are really good. They were really, really good. Stupid, stupid Bills. Stupid Bills. I, I, I swear, listen, the, like sometimes listen. I have dreams about Thurman Thomas just destroying my team. Like, <laughs> I, I, I love Thurman Thomas, right? Like great, great player. Uh, seems like a good dude. Like, like, you know, lifelong gonna, dolphin, but he, I, uh, I, I, st- I, 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 I stand, I stand for your, for, for your dolphins. You're my buddy. I ride for you. I'm going to have to step in on the bill slander because the bill, the bills have paid for their, they've paid for their sins. Oh, look. Look, look, the Bills are objectively likable. And we're objectively <laughs> likable then. They were. They just crushed my Dolphins every year. <laughs> just, I, I don't know how many times they actually knocked the Dolphins out of the playoffs, but to me, it felt like 25 consecutive seasons. Like it, it was, it's just every year we run into the Bills and just, ah, oh, ah. Oh. Brutal. Even just in brutal. recent years, since I've known you, it'd be like the Dolphins just need to beat the Bills to make the playoffs. Yeah, they right. lose thirty-five nope. to ten. <laughs> and you didn't that matter, would be a, didn't matter how bad the Bills were or how good the Dolphins were. They were not beating the Bills in Week Sixteen. It just wasn't happening. I love it. <laughs> um, um, who do we have? Next? Allegedly, an AFC West episode. Yeah, so. now we're talking about the the eighties Dolphins Bills rivalry. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. No, early nineties, early nineties. So. <laughs> uh raiders uh can we go raiders let's go raiders okay um did you have the raiders uh third? i did i have them i have them third oh okay so we just flip-flop those two okay that's yep. fair um so raiders had a good off season too right they uh they did trade yannick and Gugwe, but they uh got rakia sin 
there, so he should be a uh, upgrade at corner. And then they signed Chandler Jones. So I think that pass rush-wise with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby and whatever Cleveland Farrell can be at this point, uh, I think that they uh, probably even slightly upgraded because I think Chandler Jones is more consistent. Uh, and then on the back end, obviously, a good solid secondary. Uh, linebacker core, Divine Diablo, I think, is going to step up and ba- play a bigger role, which is a phenomenal defensive player name, by the way, Divine Diablo. Uh, and then Nick Kwiatkowski is a solid player. Micah Kaiser, Denzel Perryman, somebody will play the the other outside linebacker spot. And they'll be solid. Uh, and then, of course, the big thing, they uh, traded for Devontae Adams, who gives them yeah. that big, excellent receiver on the outside. Uh, one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the league from a talent perspective, uh, familiar with Derek Carr from their college days. Uh, Josh McDaniels should be licking his chops at this uh, group of pass catchers with Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro. Uh, draft-wise, they did pretty good, I thought. they uh, Considering they didn't have a first or second round pick, Dylan Parham, the guard out of Memphis, he's a versatile player. I think he could challenge at right tackle or play guard. And I really like Zamir White, the running back from Georgia. He's a banger, but he's got enough speed uh, to hit something to you know to hit something big from time to time. I think he's going to back up Josh Jacobs, maybe be a one-two punch along with Kenyon Drake and Amir Abdullah in the passing game. So they should be really good. They look really good. Uh, the reason I had them last is it's the only team where I can point to specific holes on the roster. And uh, the other the other teams, I had a really hard time finding holes on the roster. <laughs> Where are the holes on this roster? So I, I don't love the linebacker core. We'll see what Divine Diablo does. And then I think that this is probably the worst offensive line in the division. Um, mm. that Their left tackle's good. I like Colton Miller. He continues to get better. Alex Leatherwood was a bitter disappointment as a rookie last year. He was supposed to be ready to play right away. He was basically a turnstile. So we'll see if he can improve at right tackle, see if he gets moved to guard. Uh, and then the guard play was average at best. Doesn't look like it's going to be improved. And I, I kind of think they have average to below average center play. So uh, one really solid piece out of five on the offensive line. So that's that's a big hole on this roster. Hmm. That's a little concerning. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll see. You know that they're. You know, Josh McDaniels um, has been part of some of the best offensive lines in football for a long time. So maybe he helps get the most out of this unit. Uh, that's coaching. I feel like offensive line coaching can make a really big impact. Yeah. So the offensive line, the offensive lines scare me. It's one of those things where I, I again I've said this before on the show. I don't know how to identify a good offensive line, but I know a bad one when I see one. It's true. And, and I feel like I don't know. Bad offensive lines scare. They just lead to so many other problems on the offense. And the defense. Because mm-hmm. a bad offensive line leads to short offensive possessions, which tires out your defense. Yeah. And so that's a concern. I'm leaving them third, though. I'm not, I'm not backing off of them. Okay. Okay. I think that's Where, fair. Um, I still think this is a good team. Like I said, I put them I last. Too. I still think they're good. Um, I had them in the playoffs last year, so I liked them last year. I like them this year. You uh, did. The other thing, you yeah. know, we, t- we talked about this with Jacksonville. Um, their coach, new coach, could be bad and still be a massive upgrade over last year. <laughs> uh, same thing with this. Josh McDaniels could be a bad coach, and they could have a bad, a, a bad off-the-field season and still be remarkably improved over uh, the constant distractions from last year and the problems I... that they had off-field. I had honestly forgotten 
that all of that happened for them last year. <laughs> it's just brutal. And like, you know, the Henry Ruggs tragic story uh, and then the John Gruden weird story. So where somehow, somehow they investigated the Washington commanders and John Gruden lost his job. It's, it was really weird, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, it could be, it could be, it could be, Josh McDaniels could be bad and this still be an improvement. It was tough is last there, year for them. Is I was just looking, uh, I was just looking, Ju- Justin Edwards, who who I love, he's a four for four guy. He does the offensive line rankings. He has uh-huh. the Vegas Raiders uh, ranked 26th out of 32 uh, mm. projected for this season at offensive line. So just, just so you know. Who's 32? Just for, just to know. 32, they have, or he has the Chicago Bears. Woof. Listed as the worst offensive line this year. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. The uh, Carolina Panthers are 28th. Hey, hey, listen. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen. I'm not listening to you. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to hear this. Why are we doing? I this? will say. I will say. Justin does. T- Justin's great, by the way. Um, what one of my favorite people to listen to about sports and uh, offensive line specifically. He's kind of my go-to. I will yeah. say he he does take a measured and realistic and conservative approach to grading rookies. Mm. So when going into a season, he doesn't expect rookies to immediately be very good. Uh, And that's fair. It's fair. It it, it doesn't always end up being the case, but it's fair. So Carolina's big thing is, can Ika Mokwonu be a top left tackle right away? Because if he can, then that line is instantly better. But if he struggles, then that line is going to stink again. So. Um. So uh, let me. Let, okay, I, I I had questions too, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, my question isn't a real isn't a real uh question. It's kind of a joke. <laughs> um. What are the chances that uh, is are the chances zero? Are they zero that uh, Matt Patricia stinks? Is Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator for the for the Pats? For the Patriots, yeah, he. The, it, so they haven't named an actual offensive coordinator, okay. but Matt it's Patric- like Matt was Patricia, Patricia, Bill Belichick, and Joe Judge all kind of together collaborating Great. to be the offensive coordinator. It's just wonderful. it's a weird situation, oh. and it's concerning. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. That sounds like a wonderful situation. Right? Uh, are the chances zero that Josh McDaniels just bails midseason and goes back to the Pats? Are they oh, zero? The, ch- the chances are definitely greater than zero <laughs> that Josh McDaniels ba- he could he could bail at any given moment. So I'm always here for some for the Josh McDaniels joke. Yeah, I um, will say Dave Ziegler um, is from the Patriots organization, their new general manager that they hired, and he brought yeah. McDaniels with him. So that makes me think. Like if I'm the uh, the the Raiders owner, Mark Davis, like I I feel more confident because I brought Ziegler with me. If I didn't bring Ziegler with me, I'd be on. I'd I wouldn't have hired Josh McDaniels after what he did. To the Colts. I just wouldn't. I don't care if he's a great coach. I'd be like, "Are you going to be here? Can I trust your word?" Right? Like, it's it's the same thing. Like, I'm I'm never signing DeAndre Jordan, and I'm never hiring Josh McDaniels. That's <laughs> just you. Just stay away. Yeah. <coughs> Fair. I don't think it's unfair. What was your question that you had? So I was going to say, you know, in a division that has Justin Herbert, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson, I I like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr's a nice quarterback, but can Derek Carr keep up with those other three Um, since he's clearly not at that level? You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah, I think so. Derek Carr is he's he's one he's of good. these. He's, he's not bad. You go. You, you think he's worse than he is? Well, I do at least anyway. You you, you think he's bad, <laughs> but then you look at you look at his stats and you're like, look, every year the guy just puts up solid numbers, man. Yeah. Yeah. Also been what? very durable. He's played hurt. Um, played most played most of his. I think he's only missed two games in his career, and uh, and I think he even had like a nasty leg injury at the end of like 2016 or 2015 and didn't really miss any games the next year. So, yeah, I, um, I, I think if you, he's very much one of those guys, if you have Derek Carr, you definitely don't need a quarterback, right? Like you, you, you have what I would consider a, a above average starting quarterback. Yeah. I think you're good. Yeah. You can make the playoffs with, with Derek Carr. Yep. I think so. I'm not, we I'm, need not I'm not worried about him. We need Ooh. him to find the end zone a little bit more, which I think Devonte yeah. Adams will help with that. I, I, I would say I would probably probably would rank him last among these guys, but I don't think that's a problem. It just it no. really just depends on Russ, man. Like R- Russ could be it, don't know yet. We just don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know. Russ in a new offense, uh, coming off an injury. Although yeah. it was it was it wasn't like a it wasn't like he blew his knee out. Like he, he yeah hurt his finger, he um like, you know <laughs> so uh, Russell so you, Wilson you, you got to think he's gonna be okay. So. Yeah, Russell Wilson did not look great last year. In, no. in 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 uh in Seattle, but he also, like you said, was banged up yeah. and had uh, a hand injury. Like that, that's a problem for a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's problematic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would say they they would need their hands. <laughs> I will yeah, say I'm the names, the Raiders. I, I, I think I think the Raiders have like all time good names. Um, yeah, like <laughs> Roderick Teamer is a great safety name. Um, oh yeah, Rocky Sin. Is is a great name for a corner, Divine Diablo, right? Divine, Max Crosby with two name. X's. You give me a name with two X's, and I'm in. Like just immediately, <laughs> right? Give me two X's and a Z. Like if his name was Zax Crosby, I'd probably buy a jersey. Like it's just it, it, it's a perfect perfect name. Right? Zax Crosby <laughs> sounds like a professional wrestler, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. That yeah. I have them last. You have them third. I still like this team. Uh, wouldn't Rock, shock me if they if Rock they did. Yasin. Rock Yasin's a great name. Great name. Great name. He's a good corner too. He he probably uh, was better for the Colts than he'll be for the Raiders, just because the Colts are so good up front. But I still think he's a good, solid starting corner. So, uh, so. I, I will say the Raiders are the only team that it would shock me if they finished first. That's what I was saying. They have kind of they. I think they have the lowest ceiling. But I also think they have yeah. the lowest floor. I hundred I, percent I, I agree with you. Yeah. Like, like I, it it'd shock me if they won less than eight games, but it would also shock me if or less than seven or eight games, but it would also shock me if they won fourteen, you know? Yeah. I, I could not agree with you more. That's exactly mm-hmm. how I feel about it. Um Okay. So you wanna team. go to you wanna go to Denver or or do uh do you wanna go to KC? <sighs> Let's just jump off the cliff. Let's go Kansas City. You're Let's gonna go Kansas City. Okay, I have Denver second. So we're we're I have, we're, uh, we're different on this one. And and I, I don't think you're crazy at all, but let's talk Kansas City. The, 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 I'm worried about Kansas City, Brandon. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> it's like I'm worried, man. There's, so, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things that are worrying me about this team. <laughs> yeah. So uh off season wise, um they drafted rookie of the year Sky Moore, uh out of Western they Michigan, did. wide receiver. Brandon uh, Brandon's the long long lost son, Sky Moore. <laughs> They also drafted in the seventh round Isaiah Pacheco, who is uh, one Twitter. He's he's listen. He has one. one. He has one. that kid. They're, they're, <laughs> P- 
between Sky Moore and him, like they both, like the Raiders have won the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, every, Chiefs, like the all Chiefs are already, it, yeah, they're already in it. I said the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Chiefs have won Super Bowl. I all I see on Twitter from highlights now are just those two guys. <laughs> just I don't that, know yeah, if there's a propaganda campaign going on. I don't know what's happening, but Twitter <laughs> loves both of those guys. Oh, um, they uh, <laughs> they. They, they had a pretty good draft, honestly. Uh, Trent McDuffie, the corner out of Washington, fills a need. He's a physical press corner. George Karlaftis, they had another first-round pick they got from the Tyreek Hill trade. Uh, George Karlaftis already looks really good. Uh, looks like he'll solidify the pass rush. A uh, cool thing about him is he doesn't need to come in and be the pass rusher for them right away. They have Frank Clark. They have Chris Jones. They have Carlos Dunlap they brought in. Uh, they're going to be able to rotate all those guys along with Karlaftis, along with Mike Dana, and have a really fearsome pass rush, which I think is is really awesome for them. Uh, they got a guy named Leon Chanel uh, from Wisconsin. He's a linebacker who's kind of playing really, really well in, in the uh, preseason right now and in training camp. So between Chanel, Nick Bolton, and Willie Gay, that's a really good trio of linebackers. If Trent McDuffie can be good, him and Legereus Sneed are going to be solid on the back end uh, with Juan Thornhill, who's de- uh, really developing at safety and Justin Reed, who's solid. So the defense should be really good. Coached by Steve Spagnola should be a good defense, maybe even improved and better over last year. And then offensively, the big thing for them is, of course, they replaced Tyreek Hill with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Sky Moore. We'll see if that turns into something. Obviously, those guys can't replace Tyreek Hill, but they're hoping uh, the whole is better than the than the individual pieces. Uh, and then the big thing that helped them last year that is going to continue to help them this year is they just nailed two late-round offensive line picks. Creed Humphrey was one of the best centers in football, not just one of the best rookies, one of the best centers in football last year. He returns, and Trey Smith was an above-average starting right guard for them. He returns as well, uh, along with Joe Thune and Orlando Brown, who's one of the best left sides of the line in the league and then they um I would call them replacement level starters on at right tackle. So the team is complete if Tyreek Hill isn't missed as much as it seems like he will be if that makes sense. Yeah. This is what it, it's it's weird to say both things that I'm about to say. Yeah, I'm about to say that uh I kind of like the weapons that they have. Obviously you love Tra- Travis Kelsey. But uh, yeah. their wide receiver core, I kind of like all the guys they have, right? Like, I, I like McCole Hardman. Like, you know, I like uh, all this Gantling, like Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not allowed to say that I don't like Sky Moore, obviously. Sky, um, it's future Hall of Famer Sky Moore. Thank you. I've, obviously, obviously. Um, and I also think that they're, I think they are going to miss. Uh, it's not even that I'll say I think they're, they're going to miss him. It's that I think that, like... It's, 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 it's hard to just not expect a drop-off in production from the position. Yeah. Be- because yeah. of, you know, everything that he bought. It's not even to say that, that I think that they can't make it up or that they won't. That, because, again, you have w- probably one of, if not the best quarterback in the league. He's going to be yeah. able to find his targets. But, yeah. you know, just, you know, Tyreek Hill is just so good for them. It's, it's, it's hard to, to say they're not going to miss him. 
and wow, not just the- his production, but exactly what you're saying. Not just his production, but what the defense does when he's lined up, right? The defense right. is accounting for him with multiple players. And, you know, until Sky Moore um, breaks out in week one, right? Yeah. He's, he's not yeah. going to get the same attention that Tyreek Hill it, it did. I think so. it's going to be it's going to be hard. But I, but again, I, I don't think I don't think they'll miss him, but I think they're going to miss him. It's hard. To, yeah. It's weird to say that. <laughs> I think it's fair. You know, they, they replaced a guy who did everything well, right? Tyreek Hill really developed as a route runner, was an yeah. elite deep threat. Uh, could line up anywhere in the field, right? Uh, they replaced him with a guy who's a good deep threat and nothing else in Valdez Scantling, right? And a guy who's a good slot receiver and nothing else in Juju Smith-Schuster. So uh, we'll we'll see how that works out for them. It's it's going to be interesting to see how this receiving core does with without Tyreek Hill. Now Andy Reid has implied, uh, not not implied, he said it outright that the wide receiver position is more interchangeable in his system. That's the way he sees it. So yeah. we're going to put that to the test. That's going to be put to the test this year for sure. Um, that's the biggest concern for me with them. Um, I, I kind of concerned about the offensive line, but you, you've you know Creed Humphrey and you know, it's a good line. Yeah, it's a really yeah. good line. Like they have four bona fide. Uh, yeah, above be. average to all pro level starters. They're gonna be they're gonna be fine there. Uh the running back position, I'm just I'm just I'm I'm never listening to anyone about a Chiefs. That's my so, question mark. A, That's my a, question a pro, mark is the like, running back spot. A, apologies to, you know, Hall of Famer Isaiah put Pachicho Pacheco? Pacheco, yeah. Pacheco. <laughs> apologies to him, but like I'm just not buying the hype on any Chiefs running back ever again. <laughs> so so pacheco here's what i'm by so i'm excited about isaiah pacheco and i do think isaiah pacheco is going to have a role on the offense right i think he's going to catch passes i think he's going to run some gimmick plays i don't think he's getting more than eight touches a game right yeah i think that that's the maximum of what you'll see him get at least as a rookie uh i do think he wins that kick returner job and I think mm. that that's going to be good, uh, not only for him, but also for McCole Hardman and Sky Moore, who I think will be able to focus more on offense because they're not going to be in the running for the kick returner spot. So uh, so I think he has a role. I think he makes the roster. I think he's solid. Uh, but I, I, I'm kind of with you. I'm not really buying any of the Chiefs running backs. Clyde Edwards-Alaire still costs you a mid-round pick. Like I think he's sixth round right now. Uh, that's I'm a little nervous about that just because he – Struggled to beat out Daryl Williams fully last year. Yeah, and, uh, fair. you know, while I don't love Ronald Jones, I sneakily like Derek Gore. And I think Jarek McKinnon's still in the mix. And I think Andy Reid might just throw the ball every down. So, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you got, you, you got Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like, just go for it. Just yeah. run a post and just throw it to Travis Kelsey every down. Yeah, I'm, wor- I'm I'm a little worried about that. So uh, I will say this is one of the teams I'm most interested in watching week one because I want to see what those receivers do. I want to see where they line up. I want to see how many four receiver, three receiver sets they do. I want to see where do they put McCole Hardman? Where do they put Juju Smith-Schuster? And what's Mahomes looking for? And you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know what this offense is going to look like without Tyreek Hill, and I'm really interested to see. I'm bullish. I have them first in the division just because – I think that they have enough talent at the receiver position. I'm super bullish on Sky Moore. And, of course, I, I tend to favor the quarterback. If you've got an elite yeah. quarterback, I'm going to be high on you for the most part. I, I have them in the playoffs. I, th- yeah. I, have, them, I have them comfortably in the playoffs. But um, I, did, I, did, I did put the Denver Broncos above them. I'm, 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 I'm drinking the Denver Broncos Kool-Aid. Sorry. Yeah. 
I I am too. I have them second and in the playoffs. So, you know, they won seven games last year with a combination of Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. And um, didn't they have another guy in there? Did Brett Ripien start for them a little bit last year? I can't remember. Sounds but right. That sounds I, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brett Ripien had a game for the. Oh, oh, no. He just had to. It was the year before that he started the game. So, yeah. Okay. Drew Locke, six games. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, 14 games. Uh, yeah. And they won seven. I like Teddy so. Bridgewater, but yeah, they go to Russell Wilson. I mean, <laughs> that's a he doesn't matter. Even again, this is the, this is the argument I made for Baker Mayfield in Carolina. Even if he's not good, it's a massive upgrade for what they had last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. And they won seven games last year. They won um, seven so games, man. So let's just they bring in Nathaniel Hackett, who uh, has been uh, learning in Green Bay. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see them with an offensive-minded head coach. Been a while since they've done that. Uh, they brought back Melvin Gordon on a short-year ter- deal. I think that's solid. They drafted Greg Dulcich in the third round, the tight end out of UCLA. Uh, he's a pure receiving prospect. Uh, rookie tight ends usually don't do a lot, but I like his mm. long-term potential in this offense. Uh, their big pickup was Nick Benito uh, in the second round, the rush, kind of a rush player from Oklahoma. He's kind of a tweener. But I think he'll play outside and back up Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory and, and have a nice, you know, like a nice, solid rookie season. Um, they brought in Joe Schobert just recently, who's a solid plugger in the middle linebacker spot. And, of course, the big trade, Russell Wilson. Those, those are the, the big yeah. things that they did over the offseason. Uh, offensive line is solid, not great, but infinitely better than anything Russell Wilson ever had in Seattle. Uh, good receivers Ooh. in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. They already lost Tim Patrick for the season, unfortunately. Um, Javante Williams, I'm all in on the Javante Williams train. And they have a good, solid secondary, good, solid defensive line. Uh, we'll see if Joe Schobert fixes their middle linebacker woes, but they have good outside backers, pass rushers. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good team, buddy. It's a really good team. And I, mean, I, I don't see any holes if Russell Wilson is... 75% of the Russell Wilson we know and love. That's the, that's the hole. The, the, mm-hmm. the Russell, Russell Wilson, not even the hole, that's the question mark. Yeah. Russell, Russell Wilson is the question mark. If Russell Wilson is 75% Russell Wilson, I think this is easily a playoff team. Yeah. Even, if they, even if they don't win the division, I think it's easily a playoff team. Um, it's going to be hard for, this, for me not to see them make the playoffs. Like, Russ will need to be hurt for me to yeah. think they don't make the playoffs. It, it, he, it would need, he would need to be hurt or, or done. Like, yeah. the, 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 there could be a world where he comes out and he just looks done. Like, that, yeah. that, that, could, that could happen too. But I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I don't I, think I, so I think, I think he's going to be solid. And um, I, I don't know that he's going to be Russ from 2014. I don't know if he's that Russ again. Uh, or when they win the Super Bowl. When was that? Whenever that was. Yeah. He doesn't run around like he used to. I think yeah. that was. I think it was 2013 season, 2014 Super yeah, Bowl. If I remember, that sounds right. right. That sounds right. Um, yeah, I don't, he's he's not that guy anymore. But I don't think he needs to be right. Like uh, the, he, they don't need. They don't, he doesn't need to be that guy to be productive. I don't. I'm with you. I don't see a way where they're not at least, at the very least, the very least, fighting for a playoff spot. And I, I and I and I think that they will be comfortably in. You know. 
in 2020, that's two years ago, right? Russ threw for 4,200 yards, 40 touchdowns, 13 picks, and he ran for 513 yards and two touchdowns. That's insane. I, I think that's, I think that's very, very <laughs> possible that he repeats that season, especially with Nathaniel Hackett calling plays. Was uh, that the year that, that was? Was that the year that he was in MVP discussions, like for like over half the season? I'm sure he was. He he had yeah. to have been that season. It it just it was a ridiculously good season. So, um, yeah, he uh he's still really good. He he I I you know he doesn't run around quite the same way that he used to. But it's just really, it, it's it, it's 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 too quick to worry too much about one kind of lost season you know what i mean yeah and, and lost season is even relative for him right he threw 25 touchdowns and six picks last year he was still efficient still really good completed almost 65 percent of his passes like he's still he was still good last season he just wasn't russ good last season and i think yeah i think his finger was a big part of that uh still made the pro bowl <laughs> like i just yeah <laughs> i I, th- I think i think he's gonna be great i think nathaniel hackett's gonna let him throw uh which Pete Carroll let him throw more than I think people think. I, yeah. There's this narrative that he never threw the ball, but like Pete Carroll ran, but he still let Russ throw a lot. And uh, what I think he'll get to do here is throw more on first down, which I think he'll have a lot of fun with because in Seattle, they did a lot of run, run, Russ bails him out on third down, run, run, mm. Russ bails him out on third down. They did a lot of that in Seattle. Yeah. I think he'll get less of that in Denver, uh, but he's got a really good, group of weapons uh you know i'm not going to say the receiving core is as good as tyler lockett and dk metcalf but it's it's in the no. same conversation as those two right yeah so. we're, we're still that was one of the questions i was going to ask you uh, we're still buying jerry judy right yeah you know i i, I think at cost in fantasy i'd probably rather have Cortland sutton because he's available around later but i think both are really solid i think both are going to be very good i'm buying i'm buying them both i'm in yeah. i think they're both going to have great seasons I'm buying Javante Williams. I know Melvin Gordon's there. I know it was kind of a 50-50 split last year, but Javante Williams was still good, and I yeah. think they're going to continue to uh, involve him more and more in the offense. And I think Russ just helps him. Uh, he just, I, think, I think the presence of Russ, they're not going to see eight guys in the box as often as they did last year. And I think Javante Williams is a good receiver out of the backfield. I think Russ will find him there. And I think he's just a great player with good legs and fresh legs and i think he's gonna be phenomenal i love javante williams I'm, I'm all in on him second round i think is fine for him even though people Ooh. are concerned about the timeshare that's where you have to draft him if you want him is uh, second, mid to late second mm, second might be a bit high for me i don't know if yeah, I i'm in second. i'm all in <laughs> might, might not take uh, uh, yeah if melvin gordon wasn't there yes but like you yeah. said melvin gordon's definitely gonna take some some carries away i don't know if I he will him. Yeah, he will. You take Saquon Barkley, my friend. I'll take Javante Williams. We'll be good. Ooh, do we do we hear a friendly bet? That's a great bet. We could do that. Do Javante Williams bet? or Saquon Barkley more fantasy points at the end of the there season. There we go. I'm in. Sign me yeah. in. Like, yeah. <laughs> sign me up. Let's I'm say that bet. let's say half PPR points. Okay. Okay. okay, I'll go for that. More half PPR fantasy points at the end of the season. Javante Williams or Saquon Barkley. Uh, we'll come up with the with the wager, but it, it'll be something. So we'll come up with something. I'm in for that bet. Nice, nice. We'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, gosh. Yeah, I, I I I I love Denver this year. I uh, you know. People are like, oh, big turnaround. They were stunk last year. Seven wins, man. Seven wins without much, and now they had Russell Wilson. I, 
Woo. Seven wins with bad quarterback play is always a candidate for if you get good quarterback play, that's a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that if Russ is 2020 version of Russ, this is a Super Bowl contender. Ooh, I love it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I love how our Seattle love just switched to the Broncos. It did. It just moved right <laughs> along, didn't it? Again, I, it just... again, I, I have them second in this division. I have the Chiefs winning. The Chiefs, to me, are, right now, are just like I'm picking them until they don't. Like, that's yeah, just kind of where I fair. am. That's fair. It's very fair. They've uh, proven it, it over the last couple of years. Even last year, where it looked like they were going to fall all the way apart, they still pulled it together. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to bet against the Chiefs at this point. Yeah, we were all worried, uh, all worried about them midseason. They, were, they, still let, they still won the division and made the AFC championship game, right? Yeah, they lost to the, uh, to the Bengals. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm looking. I was thinking about Russ from a fantasy perspective. He, was, he, he missed three games, was still the QB 15 last year in, uh, in, in overall fantasy points, and QB 13 in fantasy points per game. And that was last year during his bad season where he was hurt and Seattle stunk. In in 2020, um, he was QB6 in fantasy points. So, like, Russ, Russ is going to be good this year in fantasy. (laughs) I think so, too. I think so, too, man. I'm with you. Russ, uh, I I, I haven't settled on my QB4 yet. Like I said, it's probably Lamar Jackson, but... Russ will be in the running for me mm. when I'm considering who who my top quarterback is after those elite three. I I, I think Russ has to be on that list. Yeah, he he has might he might land four for me. It's it, I I like Russ. I like Dak. I like Lamar. Um, I like Kyler Murray. I'm, I'm a little scared, but I like yeah. Kyler Murray. I'm out. I'm out of Calamari. I'm selling I'm, my Calamari stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm scared, man. Well, he's he. You know, you look at last year, and he was so good. Yeah. For for half a season, and in 2020, as a fantasy as option, he was phenomenal. Right. Um. I'm just I'm a little scared. A little scared. Yeah. I'm. I'm selling. <laughs> I'm out. Um. I think that's it. So we we uh we we disagree on the entire order. We do. But. Which is good, but we I, we do kind of have them tiered in the same way, right? We have KC and Denver as the definite playoffs. Yeah, I, I probably a playoff team with the other. Weirdly, two, so. I would say we probably agree on this division. We just have different orders. I don't think we we really disagree on anything. Yeah, like, and I we're think not we have, low on anyone. Do you have the Chargers in the playoffs? Um, I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, we both got <laughs> the Broncos and the Chiefs in the playoffs. The we, thing is, I need three teams, right? I need three wild cards, and if I put Denver and the Chargers in there, then I need to leave out the Steelers, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Patriots. Like, I, I just yeah. too many teams I'm gonna have to leave out. Uh, and I'm not ready to do that yet. We'll see. We'll see. I gotta get there. It's gonna be wild card picks are gonna be really hard in the AFC. So it's you could really be hard. You, you could be a really good Dolphins team, finish second in the AFC East, and miss the playoffs this year. I really think so. You can, because you can make an argument for all the AFC West. You can make yeah. an argument for all the AFC North. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. With, with, with Deshaun Watson out 11 games, I think the Browns. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Last. Deshaun's out. That's yeah. out 11. Yeah, I think that knocks the Browns out. Yeah, I think the Browns are definitely last. Yeah. And Houston that, that... has to be excited because Houston has the Browns' first round pick next year. So, Jeez. That could be a top what five a, pick, man. What an, 
What an absolute train wreck. <laughs> that could that could be a top five pick for the Texans. So Listen. they. And if the Texans stink, right? If Davis Mills stinks, uh, which I, I kind of like Davis Mills, but if he stinks yeah. and the Browns stink, which are both very possible, then the Texans could have like two top five picks next year. Oh my goodness. The, the, the Browns just, I don't, I don't know that, that anyone's handled anything worse than the Browns have handled this Deshaun Jackson. It's been an offseason for them. Deshaun I still kind of think the Browns end up with like Jimmy Garoppolo or You're something. You're still on like there. And I still, I still think something happens. Jimmy's still got to get traded. Like the season starts in like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I like, still some, think something something's got to happen there. with Jimmy. We'll see. <laughs> now that they know that Deshaun's out for 11 weeks. Yeah, they got to do something because they can't stare down the gun barrel of Jacoby Brissett for 11 weeks. Three weeks. I, yeah, I'm, I'm okay yeah. with Jacoby Brissett for three weeks. Three, starting for me for three weeks, I'm okay. 11 weeks. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, if they do get Jimmy, does that change your Browns last prediction? Uh, I think that they will go from being like a potential top five pick next year to like seven and ten. Okay. Or six and eleven. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I think I think if Jacoby Brissett starts eleven games for this year for them this year, and then Deshaun Watson takes over after not playing for two years, like I think, I I think the Browns will be like three games, four games, right? Yeah. But yeah. But if if they bring in Jimmy, I think that goes up to like six or seven. Because they have a good defense and they have decent weapons, so they've got a good run game. So there's there's things to like about the Browns, but the the quarterback position is just tough. And I think that you know that division's tough. There's they got six games against Ravens, Steelers, and Bengals. That's tough. And all three of those teams should be good. Although yeah. although the Steelers situation at quarterback seems a little hairier than I don't know. I I I, I, I agree. I get what you're saying, but I think it's going to be better than it was last year. It's true. It's true. Very true. Ben was bad last year. Yeah, Ben was really bad. <laughs> so, you know, it's Yosemite really Trubisky could be a better playmaker than that than Ben was last year, and that defense is nasty. Yeah. So, the offensive line is garbage, but it was garbage last year. So, <laughs> and they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. So, <laughs> I'm excited. Football's here. I'm ready. I'm so excited. So, so ready for football. So, um, do you have a favorite preseason moment or a preseason player or preseason performance or anything like that? Just curious before we go. I, oh God, I do. And I can't even remember what it was now. Um, mine is watching Aiden Hutchinson who looks for real for Detroit. What did I just, I just saw something the other, just something happened the other night that I thought was wonderful. I don't even remember what it was. (laughs) <laughs> Preseason comes and goes so fast. I enjoyed uh, DJ Moore jumping into the stands at the Panthers Fan Fest and breaking up a fight. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that's that's uh, wonderful. The guy must have yeah. said something bad about John Beeson. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that the the um, he had a very 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 long conversation with the uh, with the security and coaching staff after that happened. <laughs> I'm sure. Hey, DJ. Hey, appreciate DJ. appreciate it. I love Not it. You, I, I love it. Listen, I love it. I love the motivation. I love, I love it. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> yeah. That is not your job, DJ. You get paid a lot of money to not do that. Don't do that. Please. Don't ever do that again, DJ. <laughs> you don't know what so those funny. animals have over there, man. Those lunatics. <laughs> don't go over there. <laughs> don't go up there, man. 
Leave it alone. <laughs> you let us sort that out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we we'll handle that. We'll handle that for you, DJ. Um, okay, so um, um, oh, division. It, it, do you have anything before we go? I was gonna say preseason. Um, I think that I think what I found of the games that I've watched, the best preseason moment was uh, watching the uh, the announcers try to act like Daniel Jones's play during that game wasn't concerning. That was fun. Yeah, it was. It was definitely good. The announcers are so funny. They they talked about Bailey Zappy like he's the next second coming. Oh my god, the Bailey Zappy talk was so fun. It's just like, just, oh my god. I don't understand it all. I but I love it because they talk. They watch that right, and they're like Bailey Zappy. He could be great. And then they watch Kellen Mond, and they're like, well, he's doing it against second teamers. And why yeah. does the you know? I just guys. Like it's showing. Can you can you please settle? You know, and and Relax. you know it is concerning, right? Like Kellen Mond, not a great rookie season. Uh, did do it against backups. It doesn't really tell us anything. It's nice that he looked good, but it's not. It doesn't tell us anything. That's absolutely true. But it's just yeah. the, the 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 little double standard there is very yeah. hard not to notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. This is like just just <laughs> tuck it in a little bit. Tuck it in a little. <laughs> tuck it in. Just salivating over these like pocket white quarterbacks in New England. I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I just, yeah, I just saw a tweet this morning that was talking about what has to happen for uh, Mac Jones to win the MVP. I was like, if they go not eight, much. Honestly. Listen, if they go, I was gonna say, if they go like eight and nine, like he might win it. He might win it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I kid you not, I still, and I've said this a million times, and I'm sorry to make you listen to it again, but they congratulated him during the preseason on breaking the huddle last year. He broke, <laughs> look at the way he breaks the huddle like a, like a true professional and leader. Just You've got to be kidding listen, me. You've got to be kidding me. I was watching a regular season game. They ran the ball into the end zone, and he said, what an unselfish play by Mac Jones running the ball, uh, uh, you know, and getting the touchdown. Like, I, I just, I don't understand why people want to elevate this guy immediately like and and it's and he's he seems like a good kid seems like a good yeah. player i like mac jones i, I you know what i mean like I, but it's, yeah. it's just they talk about him like he's already tom brady and i don't get it <laughs> i saw i saw them one time complimenting how attentive his teammates seemed in the huddle right about, about how the, i was like he's calling the play like he's, he's like, calling the play. If, the, if, the, if his teammates aren't listening, that's a problem. <laughs> he's literally calling the play. If they don't listen, then they don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. I tell you, man. I, tell I don't you. get it either. I'm with you, buddy. And this is all to say, Mac Jones. I thought he was decent last year. I thought he looked solid. Yeah, he was fine. Definitely uh, the best or second best rookie quarterback last year. Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah. I thought he looked solid. This is not to say I dislike him. I don't. I don't think he's. You know, he's definitely not Tom Brady. But I thought he looked solid enough last year. Yeah, and developing, got a good arm. He's accurate. Yeah. You know. Yeah, do it. <laughs> just he doesn't. Ha- he he just doesn't have to be a Hall of Famer right now. Just relax. Yeah, it's okay. We can let it marinate a little bit. We don't have to start. <laughs> we don't have to start with hyperbole. We don't need to do that. Right. He also, he, he also, my favorite, his interceptions were all good interceptions, too, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also, sure. my, this is apparently just, her, we, may, we obviously need, like, a, apologies to Matt Jones at the end of this one. We're just nailing on Matt Jones. And the sad thing is we like Matt Jones. We actually <laughs> Yeah, like I Jones. don't dislike Matt Jones. 
Um, yeah. At the end of the game last year, was it against the, it was against the Bills, that game that was windy and cold that he didn't throw, he yeah. threw like three passes, and they tried to, everyone tried to swing that as a positive, I was like, no, yeah. that, they obviously didn't trust him to throw the ball in that game, that's why they ran the, every play. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay, they, I get it. It's okay, you know I, mean? I completely it's get it, good. but like, just yeah. stop trying to make it seem like that was a positive for Mac Jones, it was not. Yeah, yeah, try to, try to just... Just settle down, everybody. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, before we go, let me just mention it really helps us out. If you go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave us a nice re- review, so please do. That uh, does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. You should also follow us on Twitter at twoguysdwayne and at twoguysbrandon. Go listen to Search Severe. Apologies, as always, to Ryan Tannehill and apparently Mac Jones. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you with another episode next week. Crafting the track generous. It's that infinite. Filling the gap synonyms. Extract minerals. twisted and dash cinnamon. Flavorful. Neighbors sniffing from the kitchen. We cooking up that supreme rap, and then we dish it. Yo. Your attention's on the fire. Cause on the mic, I call experience. I'm like a giant.